Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Highlighting the pride of the Pacific, it's Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. It is indeed, and no Ricardo Ball, Mark Watson, Peter Alatini in studio. Evening to you, Peter. Welcome. Malole, Wado, good to be back again. And no, I chatting. want to start with Pacific Flair, and I want to just go down a notch, and I want to talk about Dilarcel. 20 <laughs> all draw against King's College, and if you want to see Pacific Flair, watch Dilarcel first 15 in the Auckland 1 Cop. They were outstanding. They, and to be honest, uh, Wado, even when I was playing for King's, Always tough battle. Tough when you've got to cross the tracks and go and play there. Exactly, especially there. And you've got to respect them. And I mean, our boys had control um, just before half time, 17 5. Went to sleep in that first 10 minutes in the second half. And then all of a sudden, three tries on top. And we tries. know that you cannot do it against <laughs> any team that is stocked full of Pacifica-type players because they get a sniff. And with that flair and sometimes the ad hoc style they play, they are going to open any side up. They were fantastic. Their defence, um, to me, kept them in the game, knowing the game plan around going wide. So the coaches did their homework and 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 how to really diffuse it, slow the ball down. But uh, in terms of the defence, they were very accurate and, and really made crucial tackles. And then and then on turn the attack when they got the chance to attack. We got our defence wrong and they just punished us. Yeah. It's interesting. I watched Man Abbott Grammar, which has always a strong um, Pacifica flavour to it as well. Our captain, a young man by the name of Ricky Rubin. Write the name down out there, people. Ricky Rubin, originally from Vanuatu. Superstar at six, mate. Very, very, wow. like, I mean, quality player. Real quality player. That's the great thing, isn't it? Every week you watch that 1A comp and you can just pick out a player on every side and go, yeah, this kid's got something. This kid's got something special. I, I agree. And, 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 and I think to the detriment maybe of the Mighty 10 Cup and even to Super Rugby level, I think New Zealand rugby know it and are starting to rely on it perhaps a bit too much mm. at the detriment of the other parts of the game. I agree. And look, and, and I have to definitely agree around the different talents. You just, yeah, you just have, you got to have a look and, and every time, and that's probably the common comments made in, in these games, especially at first 15 level when you see the Pacific players. No one know who these kids are, and then all of a sudden, a couple of consistent uh, performance, and they're like, "Geez, we better keep a look on this kid." But it's across the board in this in this competition, and it's uh, it's so it's so good, and it's going to be tough tough road going through. Mm. That's for sure. Let's talk about um, the Pacifica team over the weekend. A much better performance against the Reds. Really, really, you know, a, a very very good performance, a much improved performance. Again, they they have these moments, um, Wado, where they they get up and it's whether it's just getting used to the nature of the game, um, and understanding the level. But um, they were they were really really competitive. I mean, even scoring the first try again, Funaki, um, strong, uh, very hard to stop over the line. But they, oh, yeah, they're forward pack, and, and I think they just nailed some of those uh, key set piece. Um, Areas, you know, where they were, you know, have, have been a little bit strong at times or weak at times, but they actually nailed some of those uh, to be in the game. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you noticed 
an improvement in the discipline. And I don't mean discipline in terms of duty tactics, just discipline in terms of staying on your feet or staying bound or whatever in, say, the rolling mall at the breakdown as the seasons progressed because early on they were getting blown off the park. Totally, and I I think that's just an understanding and and actually being accurate and watching and doing their homework and then and then also seem to be getting better every time they play and, and I think that was that was huge for them um, in the weekend against the Reds. It doesn't get any easier because tomorrow they've got to take on the force. These are all these makeup games due to COVID. Yep. Uh, you do have to feel for Moana Pacifica because it's going to be very hard mentally to get up off the back of having just played the Reds um, and then you know to come home finish the round robin, they're not going to make the playoffs, but then they've got the Rebels. <laughs> I know, mate. They've got the Rebels and then, then Brumbies. So I think this is the third. Is it the Yeah, it is. The actually. Rebels tomorrow. Yeah. No, Force tomorrow. Force tomorrow. Yeah. Force tomorrow, sorry. And, and then it's the Brumbies. My then, apologies. Then yeah. the Brumbies on, on Saturday. But, yes, I think it's their third Storm Week game. Yeah. So really tough tough on this group and <laughs> nearly side. But, again, the opportunities that depending on the makeup of the squad, it's seeing the squad that they've got. Um, these guys, um, you know, still relatively strong, but it was just how, like you said, how much can some of them pick up after after Saturday's game? Yeah, too. And, and I think the one thing that we've spoken about previously this season, particularly for both the Fiji and Drua and Moana Pacifica, it's about getting a look into needing to step up mentally every week on what starts to feel like a very short turnaround. And we all know that if they can make that adjustment and the season's coming, they're going to be right there in the mix. It's probably getting used to that level of intensity at times is probably reasons why they've just switched off at certain points in key games and ended up losing games. I agree. Uh, the key the key moments where they've needed to, you know, one, one poor execution of skill has pretty much kind of defined the moment of their game for yeah. them. And, and so I agree. So for, for a lot of these players... Learning and, and being in the back of those this this season, um, again embracing that and then looking how to get better, you know, f- finishing this campaign. What is it next for them? That's going to keep them um, developing, understanding for for the season to come. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you that. So p- put away the win loss and the rest of it. What are the positives that have come out of the season? What are the things that, and it could even be the setup of the management, the whole lot that are, are actually that this season has been real be- has been incredibly beneficial in I think, regards to. Moana Pacifica. I think for them, definitely that they've got that um, cultural, fund, you know, foundation that they know they've built now, and they can rely on. So starting to develop a culture. Yep, they've got their culture. They so know who they are. Exactly. So identity piece for them, yep. not a problem. Um, and then understand the skill sets that's required when they play, and understand the profiles of different teams they play. Yep. How do they match those with what they've got? So they've got and, historical data now. That's right. Yep. So and then um, and then from there, I suppose. Again, uh, and they've got a strong management, but also what's next now? Uh, you know, with the group they've got, who else out there can come in to really to give it a, a bit of a nudge or a bit of a shift, you know? So what do those players look like? In your opinion, do they have enough of a nucleus, you know, looking five years ahead, the group of players now that you hope will be there in four or five years' time? I think so. Yep. I, think, I think so across the board of what they've shown and, and some of these kids that, that have... Because uh, that's important, isn't it? 100%. Yep. And, and that's where... Um, that's where I think, I think that they have got a strong foundation nucleus of players that they've got at the moment to be able to build on going forward. Again, it's just these kids just embracing that and, and really working, you know, taking their learnings but also shifting it to a level. I, I think what's been a little disappointing for me, and we can maybe it maybe can be COVID, it can maybe look at the um, the way 
games have had to be um, redistributed and playing catch-up. But I ex- probably expected more from the, Pacif- uh, the Pacifica rugby community in mm. terms of supporting the team at Mount Smart Stadium. Or, or are they really just into the rugby league? No, I, I, <laughs> I think it's just – I think that the, the climate at the moment – and there's a – there's a big tournament, especially being based here in Auckland, Mount yep. Smart. There's still there's still a lot of local Pacific community that really, really um, support the Blues, as such with, right. within Auckland. Yeah, good point. You know? Great point. So, yep. so that's that's always been a tough one. But I think I think we can do more. I think there's there's opportunity to really uh, galvanise this this community that we do have to to be part of it. It's just. I don't know. I think a little. Um, there's always a little bit of success that that needs to kind of you know. Yeah, but it, it, it is hard in first year, isn't it? Trying to be everything oh. to everyone. We've already talked about the things that you're trying to get right for the future, and that sometimes means that look, we'd love to get into the community more. We'd love to endear ourselves more, but we just simply yeah can't do it at the moment. That's right, and that's and that's huge. And I spoke to um, Kevy about that understanding. Look, they've got to get their flagship group. Up to a certain level, and then from there it could trickle down. But I, I, I do think there is definitely um, there's opportunity uh, around gathering the, the community on board, and, and and I suppose it's it's a massive learning curve for all those in those um, sponsorship areas, the, the people that to, to manage that. How how do they get these uh, the community on board? Okay, we'll take a break here because when we do come back, we're going to catch up with Jack Lamb, part of Pacifica Flair, Mark Watson, alongside of me, Peter Alatini. Yes, it is 14 minutes away from 8 o'clock. With great pleasure, we now welcome to the programme Jack Lamb. Jack, good evening. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. um, Mate, you've got another game tomorrow. Um, How have you found this quick turnaround? I mean, you guys have just been unluckily punished due to COVID this year, and it it hasn't been easy. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. Yeah, to be um, truthfully honest, but... Look, our boys have been in uh, good spirits, and we just yeah, we just keep chucking on, eh? Talavalava, Jack. Allah here, mate. Hey, so thank you so much for for coming on, brother. Um, hey, look, looking at you, impressive. Uh, obviously, you're one of the most experienced guys within this group. Um, how's it been working alongside? Obviously, there's a strong loose trio that that you're working with. How's it been to to really, um, I suppose, spread the experience that you have across those those young boys like the Tupolotus, Funaki, um, and then the rest of the boys that's been in the least four trio this year. Yeah, look, I haven't had to do too much really. I, I guess I've just, I, I put my my best foot forward, and then um, hopefully the the boys just sort of you know learn something off me or. Vice versa, I'm still learning off them as well. But, you know, as you can see, our, our loose forward trio has probably been one of our strengths this year. You know, we've got the likes of uh, Alamanda leading the way as well, mm. with Solmone, Funaki and Shione um, now starting to really, you know, hit their strides. Um, yeah, but look, for me, it's just been awesome just to, um, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Sorry, we'll sorry, Jack. Boys. Yeah. So tomorrow, obviously, going into the, the force tomorrow, another another storm week. How are the boys prepping up, and and where are you guys probably looking to really attack this this force side tomorrow? Um, look, we've named a pretty young, exciting team, uh, along with you know some still experienced guys like myself and Henry and Eriatara. So um, we're just gonna. Play our, our our style, our, our brand of rugby. I want to, I want brand. Just 
you would have seen in the second half when we came out on the weekend. And, you know, that that, that look, looks more like our sort of rugby, our brand, how, how we want to play um, against the Reds. So hopefully we can uh, yeah, produce something similar on uh, tomorrow night. So looking forward to it. How much input do the players have with the coaching staff in regards to the type of rugby you do want to play? Oh, look, we've we've got so much experience in our team of, you know, the likes of Christian and Scopi and um, it's always, yeah, it's always, it goes hand in hand, you know, with the coaching staff. A lot of it gets uh, brought across and it goes back and forth, um, which has been good. It's worked really well. Um, with the coaching staff as well, so they really um, accepted as well, like with our, our sort of ideas and and then vice versa. So it, it works really well for our team. So yeah. Hey uh, Jack, I was reading through your bio, mate, and uh, interesting enough, I come through that you're a midfielder, but not only just that, for the Aussie Schoolboys, mate. Hey, two thousand four <laughs> and five. <laughs> yeah. How did that uh, become uh, in, in uh, to be in the Aussie Schools, mate? Um, yeah, like probably most poly boys there, start off nice, quick, agile, <laughs> fast, and then just slowly start building, um, going sideways. Um, and yeah, no, I just put on a bit, 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 bit too much really quick, and then um, sort of started to lose my way in the in the forwards there. I think I, I like I like myself just getting getting a lot more involved. So then yeah, I made the move into the forwards, um, but yeah, it was. And looking back now, I probably now nah, I wouldn't change anything. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> nice check. <laughs> hey, um, what what surprised you individually the most about Super Rugby week in week out? Um, just like the, I guess the skill levels really picked up. Obviously, since the last time I played you know, eight years ago, it's a lot it's changed. A lot the games changed a lot. I guess the players now are a lot more physically. Um, in tune with their bodies, like everyone's really professional in the way they look after their bodies. Boys are actually able to go week in, week out at a higher level as opposed to, you know, we a long time ago, you know, we would probably just roll out, bash the body, and then, yeah, probably roll in the next next team. So, yeah, that's probably one thing I've, I've probably noticed. Nice, Jack. With the boys, with the squad that um, that you've got and, and, and the season you've had to date, are there any other are there key standouts for you, uh, Jack, as, as as you start to really build this minor team going forward? Yeah, look, our, our midfield um, have been really impressive for us, um, as well as our drivers, you know, our, our nines and tens. Um, Lincoln McClatchy is obviously mm. Brian Christian there a bit, but he's... His, his work off off the field's gone and leaps and bounds and uh Elistria again. Um I guess yeah, those around the mid our mid um you know, in the midfield and as well as the back row, I think are some of our real strengths. But not to take away from our mm. uh, front rowers and our outsides, man, it's just exciting really. These guys are only, you know, first year pros and it's they're just you know, scratching the surface of what they can really become, so it's really exciting. 
Hey, 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 not that old, my bro. Uh, <laughs> but look, I, I totally agree with you, mate. I'm quite excited by um, by those uh, players that you've mentioned as well and, and obviously got a great future ahead. So in terms of um, as we go forward to, to next season, what, what are probably some things that you, you'd like to see be added into into the group as you go forth into the next seasons? I guess I wouldn't say... Um added um i'd just like to you know see their growth you know that you know like i said like these guys a lot of these guys i'd say probably 80 percent of our team are just first year pros they're still learning you know what they have to eat what time they have to sleep um you know and you take those things away and it's just become second nature and they're just rolling up to the game and just producing you know those those performances um you know for 80 minutes week in week out and then you know we're not seeing you know, lapses in our concentration in the games and then maybe some of those games that, you know, we're losing by a try or a penalty, we're actually winning, you know. Some of those games we've, we've, we've spoken about as a team as well, you know, that, the ones that got away. So, mm-hmm. And there was a lot of them, which is quite exciting for the first year. Team just sort of building our foundations. So Great points. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah, well, Jack, look, all the very best tomorrow against the Western Force. And again, um, all the best for the weekend coming as well up against um, a very good Brumbies team. Lovely to have you on the programme. Awesome. Thank you for having me on there. Malo lava, Jack. Thank you so much, brother. Malo. Enjoy the night. Thank you. There you go. Seven minutes away from eight o'clock. You are listening to Pacifica Flair. In studio, we have Peter Alatini coming up after eight o'clock. We are going to talk some English Premier League football. Plenty of action happening overnight. Where do the Moana Pacifica players go once the Super Rugby season's finished? Where are they? Uh, do some of them head off to Europe to play the rugby? Are most of them filtering out back into the Mitre 10 Cup? How do they maintain some of the momentum, some of the intensity that they've experienced over the last 12 to 14 weeks? That's a great question, Marky. I think um, I'd love to see them be spread around here in the NPC in the Mitre 10. Yeah, and, it, and, you know, there's a few that will probably have uh, international duties for Tongasar, Morphy, G and, and the uh, qualifiers is, is coming through and, and I think Pacific Nations Cup. But uh, following that, for their growth, I'd love them to be part of um, uh, what is now Bunnings, the Bunnings competition into these different uh, NBC sides and, and probably keep growing their, their, their learnings from what they've had in the... Yeah, and in the stay summer. in that professional environment Correct. because that's what he talked about, particularly the younger players. That's Because right. I keep saying that professionalism is a state of mind. From the moment you wake up right through the day, it's not just about turning up to training and that starts to get established at this level. Nothing worse getting them into an environment and then throw them out of the environment and they're out of the environment for another eight months and reinforce maybe some bad habits. That's right, and that's been the toughest when I worked with Tonga. Um, seeing, again, the kids' potential they have, but unfortunately after weeks or a month within the, in the um, environment, professional environment, they end up either being club or, or they're, you know, at areas where it's not as professional. So mm-hmm. having that set up is, is crucial. And even what Jack said, yeah. sleep, food, all the, you know, these things that just need to be done. And now we've got about 45 seconds. Now one of the great feeders, Paul Pacifica Rugby, I don't think if I mentioned this already, but man, I'm at grammar school. Um, <laughs> now they beat St. Kennegan's on the weekend. They beat Grammar a week ago. Oh, and I heard that um, De La Salle, the great De La Salle, one of the great Pacific Flair platforms for building young Pacific Island talent, drew 20 all with King's College. Well, Did we mention see, that mate. earlier? Did we mention We'll wait and see the Sky Blue team. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we're playing you boys away, eh? That's right. When are we playing you guys? In about three weeks, I think. Three or four weeks, yeah.
Are you going to be nice to me on the sidelines? Of course. I'll have you? a cup of tea for you and some biscuits, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I hope I'm not irrational. I can give you a little bit of rational at times, eh? Well, I'll leave it and then I'll see you after the game. How's okay, that? okay, we won't do that. Anyway, that is another edition of Pacifica Flair. Peter Alatini, lovely to have him in studio.